0: on today's episode of locked on lightning the bolts are back in action tomorrow night against the new york rangers we talk about that matchup as well as the other in the big apple as well as who is set to have a big second half of the season as well as where will the bolts end up when it's all said and done all that coming up and more on locked on lightning you're locked on lightning your daily podcast on the tampa bay lightning part of the locked on podcast network Your team, every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I'm your host, Adam Danger. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. And just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the sleeper app and use promo code locked on NHL to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details on this episode of Locked on Lightning. The bolts are back in action finally. It seems like a, an eternity since this team was on the ice. As well as we're talking about you know individual players who could possibly be set for a big uh last 32 games of the season, as well as where. Can the Lightning, or where will the Lightning end up when the regular season is over? We try our best to predict that on this episode. But first, I must ask all of you, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow, wherever podcast are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. So go ahead, subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button below this video and comment below to get in on the conversation. Let us know where will the Lightning end up when the regular season is over but before we get into that let's start off at the top the lightning are back in action tomorrow night against the new york rangers and they have a little short back-to-back here in the big apple unfortunately i will not be attending any of those games usually every year uh if you've been a, a follower of this podcast for quite some time you know i at least try to go to one game when they're up here uh near me and Unfortunately, I mean, I think it was last year or the year before, actually two years ago, I was really fortunate enough to go to um, the game in which they played at the guard, both games in which they were actually probably all three games uh, when they were in Jersey, when they were on the island and when, of course, they were at the guard this year. That is not the case. Unfortunately, I have other things going on that I cannot uh, grab my attention from. Uh, take my attention from and, but I will be watching the game. Um, but it's a it's a big game, big couple of games coming up for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they come back from their incredibly long All Star break. I feel like it's been uh, for this team, but they'll be back in action tomorrow night against the Rangers. They'll be playing the Islanders the following night on the island, and then out to Columbus, but. We're not going to get to Columbus real uh, at all right now. But like I stated, very big set of games for the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up. Uh, they're facing up against the Rangers, who really have been a disappointment for me. I think just because and this was a game that I circled on the calendar some time ago, because at that point in time... The Rangers were one of the best teams in the NHL, in my opinion. Um, then, you know, as of now, I don't think that's really the case. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're really. If you look at them in terms of points, they're seventh in the league, and their their last couple of ten, their last ten games are are really less than you know you would expect out of a team that you would expect to be kind of vying for a championship this year. They're 5-4-1, uh, losses going to San Jose, Washington, Vegas twice, and the Kings. And, you know, you look at some of those wins, you got good wins there, Colorado, Ottawa, Anaheim, Seattle, and Washington. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I think it's very important when you look at teams across the NHL, um, and I and I know this isn't really something that is really spoken about that much, but I think that when we evaluate teams, especially their last ten and who they play and who how they what that record is against those those last ten teams, uh, it, it really gives you an insight to how well they're playing. And, and I think that strength of schedule, it, it is a stat if you look on NHL uh, Hockey Reference. Uh, it, it is a stat. Uh, not something that I think a lot of people really take a look at. Um, but, but I think that it is something that when, especially when you, like I said, you look at the last 10 for any team, um, it kind of gives you an insight as to what... Um, you know where this team is at uh for example <clears throat> on hockey reference so the average schedule uh and it's denominated in goals above and below average and where 0 is average uh the lightning their strength of schedule is 0.05 so they're a little bit above average in terms of their strength of schedule and but when i look at the what kind of team we're going to get from this Rangers team tomorrow night. Because we kind of know at this point who the Lightning are. We know what kind of team they are. We kind of know what to expect out of them. I mean, that's not without saying that it's a very good chance that this team could go out and score eight goals tomorrow night. They could play a very close game or they could completely roll over and die in the opening minutes of of the first period. And then we're set, we're stuck here talking about how this team is completely back to square one, and what in God's name is Julian Brees' boss going to do come the deadline? That's only about a month out uh, for the Tampa Lightning. Uh, but but I think in this scenario, I think that as much as we could focus, obviously this is a Lightning podcast. As much as we want to focus on you know how the Lightning are going to react. How are they going to be able to do this, that, and the other thing? I think the Rangers, given their schedule, given the fact that they have very much taken a step back in their recent uh, games, I, I, I think that when you look at these two teams, and I'm not being biased here, I firmly believe it. When you look at these two teams, record aside, and and you know, being in New York, I'm, I'm able to watch the Rangers uh, very often I can tell you from firsthand experience that, and and I'm sure John Chick from Lockdown Rangers has maybe a different, different opinion, but when you look at these two teams, I firmly believe the Lightning are a better team. They have a better foundation of veterans, or I want to say veterans, because a lot of these guys, when I think of veterans, I think of guys that are kind of towards the end of their career or maybe towards the middle of their career where... don't feel like we have that on this team we just have very experienced players whereas the rangers have a ton of youth they have a ton of players that are just you still don't know what you're going to get from them um whereas kind of like the lightning know what they have and the thing that's really going to be interesting for me when we look at when we watch this game tomorrow night is going to be the goaltending situation. Now we both, we, I, I would probably bet a million dollars if I had it in my pocket that we're going to see the two Russians tomorrow night, Vasilevsky and Shostakin, who, ironically, as much as Ranger fans want to say that Igor is better, I mean, you look at the the numbers, and granted, I, I think Igor was Igor Shisterkin was also out for a little while too as well, but I mean, these guys, not much separates them in the stat department. Uh, Vazoski comes in this one 16 10 and zero. Igor is coming into this one 19 12 and one. Vazoski has a goals against average of 2.85 Shasterkin is 2.86 and they both have a save percentage of eight nine nine so really not a whole bunch of difference here and there um really so so you know it's not your stereotypical lightning Rangers. Uh, game where you're going to see these two teams battle it out between the pipes. It's That's really not what's going to happen. This is going to be a game that's going to be won in the nitty-gritty. And the one player, when I look at this game, that really kind of makes me nervous. And, and, and I know that the Lightning are kind of past this, and they have enough players to where these two players, and it's not just one player, it's a couple of players, but really the guy that really kind of, Raises my eyebrows, especially any time a Lightning player of any kind of um, higher standing. So I guess Kucherov or, you know, Point or we could even see Stamkos or a guy that's just having a good night. Um, Jacob Truba is going to be that guy that is going to try and ruffle the feathers of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's going to be interesting for me to see... Uh, who steps up to the plate in terms of stepping up to him, because that's really is what is going to be, really going to be the factor that's going to hold him at bay. I mean, I expect Tanner Jano to play tomorrow night. I would. I haven't heard anything about him possibly coming back, but I mean, he's been out since January sixth. Um, with a lower body injury. I didn't see anything that says that he's coming back, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at the warm-ups tomorrow night and he is uh, warming up and, and going to play. But really, what this comes down to real quick, and then we'll move on to the next topic, really what it comes down to quick is that the Lightning need to get off to a good start, uh, not only in this game, but in the final 32 games of the regular season. We'll talk more about that uh, in the final you know, in the next segment about the final 32 games. But really, the Lightning need to win the game within the game. Uh, The Garden's going to be rocking tomorrow night. A lot of people, a lot of Ranger fans are still pissed about how they lost in the playoffs in the conference finals to the Lightning a couple of years ago. And I'm sure they're going to hear it. And, you know, the second Shostakhin makes a save, we're going to hear Igor's better, especially if Vasilevsky's given up a goal. Uh, So this is not going to be your stereotypical mashup of goaltenders. It's going to be, you know, the game won by the deft guys, uh, the Nick Pauls, the Brandon Hagels, the Tanner Janos, you know, it's, it's all hands on deck and it's going to be a crazy playoff like environment tomorrow night in New York city. So let me know in the comments below, what are your predictions for this game as well as what you're looking to see out of this lightning team as they start kick off the second half of the NHL season. So, Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about who's ready for a big half. Uh, We're talking players, you know, who who could it be? You know, a little bit of a spoiler alert. I'm going to say Nick Paul and Anthony Sorelli. But before we get into all that, I want to talk about our first sponsor of the day, and that is our friends over at FanDuel. Now, listen up, people. It's Super Bowl week. You know the drill. You got prop bets, you got spreads uh parlays you know they got it all and what better way to celebrate for all those who observe Super Bowl week than to celebrate with our friends over at FanDuel America's number 1 sports book now if you're like me Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets in my family it is almost a religious observ- observance in Super Bowl Sunday and we do parlays, we, we do prop bets, we do it religiously, and you can too uh, with, with FanDuel. Now FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W, or two, or three. You know, you could bet a bunch of things on this Super Bowl 88 game. I mean, excuse me, 58 game, which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored. I'm sure at some point they'll even have how many times the, the camera cuts to Taylor Swift. Uh, new customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, as always, I want to thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts. Our distributed audio form. are also available on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Drop a comment below and hit us up with your feelings about this upcoming game as well as also, you know, we're talking now who is set for a big half. Uh, you know, the Lightning have played 50 games thus far this season, which by math, if you're aware that they play 82, then that only leaves them 32. Um... So, you know who are we looking at? Who are we looking now? We know Kucherov's going to play well. He's going to continue to, possibly, I'm, I, hopefully, win the Hart Trophy. I think that if he doesn't win the Hart Trophy, I think, uh, the voting system really needs to be reevaluated. I don't care. I mean, if I sound biased, I sound about I sound biased, but it, it really needs. You know, the guy has been really phenomenal for this Lightning team all year, but you know. Putting him aside, because we have spoken about him quite a bit on the show, we're looking at other players on this team that are set to have a big half, a, a big second half of the season. And and really, the Lightning are going to need that from these guys. And, and and the two guys that stick out to me, like I hinted at before, are going to be uh, Brandon Hagel, Nick Paul, and Anthony Storelli especially. Now, Brandon Hagel, I've spoken about quite a bit, how really he is just a player that I he's kind of like to me and maybe some other lightning fans might see this comparison. Some others might not. Uh, He's kind of like Braden point second coming. That's just how I feel about it. I just feel like the trajectory kind of very slept on immensely talented player. And he's going to be one of those guys to where until he can, he, he continuously hurts a bunch of other teams around the league. Um, You're, not going to know who he is. And I think that's how really, you know, you saw with Braden Point, what he did in the playoffs for three, four years. Uh, it wasn't until probably that third or fourth year that really teams or or really NHL, the NHL in general, in terms of the media, uh, they they started to understand and, and realize who this guy was. And and so I think that's going to be the same thing with Braden, Brandon Hagel. And, and I think that right now, as he sits, he is at <clears throat> 16 games, 43 points. And and I really think that, you know, I would really like to see him at 90 to end the year in the points standings. I mean, I, I, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, you know, things could drastically change. Uh, like I said, the Lightning have played 50 games thus far this year. They have far less games to do that. So, you know, more realistically speaking, he'll probably end up with 75. I think that's probably a good marker for him. Um, If he could get up to 75-80 and, and, you know, maybe get to 25-30 goals, I think that would be a phenomenal season for him, especially where there has been so much juggling of this lineup this year. There has been so much kind of up and down for a lot of guys on this on on this lineup for this year in terms of, you know, kind of just moving things here around there and there. And, and I really think that Brandon Hagel, you know, for this lightning team to be successful in the second half of the season, I think he's going to be a huge part of it as well as uh, Nick Paul, who, you know, we speak, we, we try to talk about him as much as possible on this show. The guy is really just, you know, the, the the personification of a Swiss army knife, really, when it comes down to it, the guy does everything, well I mean from from scoring goals which he has 13 of thus far this year through 50 games 27 points and his face-off percentage is phenomenal and he has he's at 54 percent this year which is really just something that you know if, if it if it weren't for Luke Glendening really doing a phenomenal job this year with kind of being that guy uh, in the face-off circle just dominating I mean really just Nick Paul would really be uh, I think talked a lot more in terms of, of just a phenomenal player. I mean, as he is already, I mean, we are talking about him. We talk about him quite a bit on this podcast. But really, I think that Nick Paul, when I, when I look at Nick Paul and I think about like what can he contribute to this team, what is his ceiling, I think that the only ceiling you could have for Nick Paul is the one that really that this team in terms of how they play around him, as well as, you know, what John Cooper plans to do on a nightly basis is that's really the only thing that could hold him back at this point. I mean, the guy right now is playing on the first line with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. I don't know how many people at the start of the season really thought that he was going to be in that spot. I really thought, you know, we spoke for a long time that it was probably going to be Hagel Point in coach. Uh, and but like I said, you know, this this roster has really shuffled around quite a bit, and and the fact that nick paul has played himself onto the first line with point and coach i mean really says a lot about not only how well he's played this year but uh what he has done this year to instill uh that faith in john cooper to almost allow him to to be able to play at the top line so that really tells you a lot And, and a lot of people you know, don't realize. You know, Nick Paul has not been here for that for that long—only a couple of seasons—and the fact that you know we're talking about him, especially now that he's been extended. But you know, now that we're already kind of looking at him as an all-time, well, as the next generation—I'm not going to say all-time great just yet—but um, that he is the next generation of Bolt players, the next foundation part of that. Uh, really says a lot about how much he means to this team. And, you know, you'll you'll see it on a nightly basis how much he means to this team and how much he's going to mean to this team down this 32-game thirty-two, stretch, 32 game stretch that is the second half of the NHL season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And finally, we're looking at Anthony Sorelli. I really think that Tony C has just – he's con, he's continued to impress me on a yearly basis. And, and really, this year, I thought he was going to really – um take his play up to another level. I mean, stats wise, he hasn't really done that. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna get crazy about it, but listen, the important thing is that for the most part, he has stayed healthy 49 games this year, 10 goals, 25 points. His face off percentage is at forty eight point nine percent, which I'll take that. I'll take that as a as a as a win win, you know, because Tony Sorelli, as much as I would love him to morph into kind of what the player that we've seen, you know, kind of maybe midway between a Nick Paul and a Brandon Hagel in terms of scoring, I would like, uh, I you know, if he's going to be that guy that's going to be the anchor down the middle who eventually, let's face it, is going to be a first-line center at some point in, this, in the in the future. Um, now, as for that headache, that might possibly stem from that in the future is a whole nother conversation to be had. But he's gonna be a guy that's really gonna be have to his main focus going down uh the rest of the season as well as when we get into the playoffs is that he's gonna lock down or have to lock down the other uh big time centers in the league and and this day and age that's no easy feat when you have a ton of guys in this league who could really hurt you in a lot of ways and also play down the middle. So, um, you know, especially those games where, you know, you'll get the superstar centers or the superstar forwards, guys who like to play down low, down the middle, and, and you know, whether they're predominantly outside wingers or inside, um, it's going to be up to Anthony Cirelli that's really going to have to lock that down. So let me know how you feel about that. I mean, are, are we missing something here with, with, with another player? Possibly. I'm sure we are because, you know what, there are a lot of players on this team that I think could very much make a uh, a huge impact down the stretch. I mean, the one player that I'm going to mention is an honorable mention real quick before we go into the break and wrap things up is Mikey Essamont. I mean, Mikey Essamont is probably outside of the stars on this team. is probably one of my favorite players on this team just to watch because he has, I think one moment per game in which it's like, whether it's scoring or, or almost scoring where he shows us that skill um, that you would not expect out of him, where I don't think any of us expect that out of him. And and not even if it comes to scoring uh, that level of play, whether it be defensively or along the boards or whatever the case may be. Um, he show flashes of a guy who could potentially, and eventually, uh, be a top player on this team. So a very exciting player, very exciting second half of the season about to kick off tomorrow night. And, uh, let me know your thoughts and predictions on that. So coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk about where will the lightning end up when it's all said and done in just a bit. But first I want to talk about our last sponsor of today's show. And that is our friends over at the sleeper app. Now it's almost it, it is the halfway point of the NHL season Lightning fans, and I think that Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel and Tony Sorelli are are about to kick it off with a bang in the next couple of games. But regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the lockdown NHL network. Sleeper is our number one choice. For daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you could win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests now all you have to do is pick those three studs that i just listed off to you anthony sorelli nick paul and brandon hagel to record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game so use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a hundred percent hundred dollar $100 $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHLC. Sleepers, terms of use for details and locational availability. So, as always, I want to thank everybody one last time for making us your first listen of the day. And I want to thank you, the everyday listener who's been tuning in with us since day one, as well as you who might be joining us, the first timer. Uh, for the first time with our podcast. And as always, one last time, I want to remind both of you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow, wherever podcasts are. should be an audio form. You could also follow us on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our channel, drop a comment below. So we're wrapping things up here on the show by talking about where the lightning could real, realistically end up when the regular season concludes. And... You know, this is, there's two sides to it for me. You know, the one side is wishful thinking, and the other side is kind of just trying to be positive, but there's that negative side that always creeps in. If you've been a listener of this podcast, you're very familiar with it. Um, So the positive side is that the Lightning stay where they are in the divisional race. They fight tooth and nail with Toronto and Detroit to hang on to that third spot. Now, anything more than that uh, is phenomenal. And at that point, you're just playing with house money because I don't think at certain points this season that the we kind of figured that or would have thought that the Lightning were going to be uh, in a spot to do any of that. Um, and as for the negative side, you know, a part of me can't help but think or or... Hope not, or foresee, or whatever term or phrase you like to use for that. I cannot sit back and fully expect the Lightning will have a problem-free, bumpy-free uh, second half of the season without there being a couple of hiccups. And when I say hiccups, I mean ugly, ugly games. And, and I think that we're going to have a couple of times... For the second half where the lightning are, we're going to, it's kind of going to be a little bit more of what we saw in the first half. And what I mean by that is that there are going to be weeks because that's just how the NHL season uh, unfolds when you're in a tight race. There are going to be times where we're going to go through a week. Maybe a week or so, even though the Lightning might be separated only by two points, three points, maybe even four. There's going to be times where the Lightning are not going to be in the playoff race, or you know, or or you know, they might be just hanging on by a thread in the wild card, and it's one of those things where I think we just need to expect it by now. I think that, though I will say, the one difference maker could very well be if if Andre Vasilevsky suddenly awakens a couple of times every couple of weeks and becomes a Vezina Trophy goaltending uh, goaltender, uh, and it, what I mean is that he comes out and he completely shuts down the other team, like I stated on the last podcast and several previous ones I don't believe we're going to see that Vasilevsky maybe in the playoffs if when they get there and when those games start being played but really at the end of the day my my prediction for this Tampa Bay Lightning team is that they will make the playoffs I think that they have proven enough to not only us but me as well that they are a team that when the circumstances are right which they are right now and on top of that like I said in the last podcast you're getting two very highly skilled defensemen back that you have not had for quite some time. You get those two two guys back. Um, and especially you're coming out of the break in which you went into with a very good record. I think that that spells success for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that they will stay in the third spot. As for if they're going to make a play at the Panthers, I just, Panthers are just too good. They're just too good. I think they're a team they're they're a team that that does scare me. Uh, a, a team that I hope if the standings could stay or work themselves out that the Lightning won't have to play this team until the second uh this the second round of the playoffs if the Lightning do uh make it past the first round, which is as we all know at this point is not a given anymore for the San Bay Lightning team. Um But I think that the Lightning will make the playoffs. I think that they will continue to play well. Um, But in classic Lightning fashion, there will be a good, I I would say a handful of ugly games in which we'll say, this is the team that we're going to go into the playoffs with. I think that they will also make a move at the deadline. I don't think it's going to be Sean Walker like we talked about on the last podcast, but I think it's going to be a couple of, I think it, it will be, if not a few, uh, pieces, deaf pieces, especially on the defensive side that they will need heading down the stretch into, into the end of the regular season. So I, I think, you know, I'm staying right now. The lightning are going to hold on to this third spot in the Atlantic division. They're going to f- keep fending off the Maple Leafs. They're going to keep fending off the Detroit red wings. The red wings will run out of steam. They're a young team, very talented, but they will run out of steam and the lightning we'll at least won't have to worry about them, which is good because if you've been a listener for a while, you know that the Red Wings scare the crap out of me more than probably the Maple Leafs do. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about, hopefully, a win against the New York Rangers, as well as more uh, that come from that game, as well as the upcoming game afterwards against the New York Islanders. So in the meantime, I want to remind you one last time, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed, and hit that notification button so as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified and you'll be able to listen to it. So that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.